Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and I'm so happy to have you join us this week with my amazing guest, Patty Asai, and I'm going to introduce her in a few minutes. After I just welcome you all, and if you are new to the show, this show is about educating, empowering you, entertaining you a little bit, and inspiring you so you can go out into the world and live your most fearlessly authentic life. And that is very important to me, and I know it is important to Patty as well, that you go out there and you are living the life that you deserve, you desire, and you're standing in your truth, and you're not taking any BS from anybody. So we're going to learn a lot about that today. And just to remind you that you can check us out anywhere um, at Jody Harrison Bauer. I That is my name on all social platforms. You can check me out on YouTube. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on all streaming podcasts, because I love to hear from you. We have a five-star rating, and there are over 100 countries listening to this show right now as we speak. So I'm very excited about that. And I think that is it. Oh, I wanted to mention something very, very quickly about, um, about a product I've been using. And it's it's been a product I've been using for about a year now, and it's called WellBell. And it has honestly changed the integrity and the health of my hair. It takes a while to see results, so you have to be patient. But if you are interested in trying it because your hair is thinning, it's not growing, it's just you don't like the texture, your nails aren't growing, you want to feel better in your skin, this is a great product and you can get 10% off with my code Jody 10. So go to wellbell that's w e l l b e l.com. It's um backed by science by Dr. Dan and I promise you you will not regret trying this product as long as you can stick with it because consistency is everything. So on to my wonderful guest, Patty Asai. Welcome to the show today, Patty. Thank you for having me. I love being on with you. Thank you. Thank you. Patty's had a very busy day, so I'm grateful for your time. And for those of you who don't know Patty, I'm going to introduce you so you have a little background on her. Known as the Duchess of Decorum by her, by the way, Patty, we need to update this because you are up to 976 or 974,000 followers. 976.1. Yeah, (laughs) followers on TikTok at Duchess of Decorum and has established herself as one of the leading financial experts in the space. Patty's TikTok teachings on female equality in the workplace, financial literacy, which is not something I grew up with. We didn't even know that word. None of us back, did. Back in the old time world. Yeah. Uh, workplace decorum and financial independence for women have over 6.1 million likes answering questions such as, how do I maintain financial independence in a relationship? How do I make and keep a budget? How do I maintain my power in the workplace? How do I ask for a raise? Things that 
are a little scary to ask for. How do I navigate male-dominated industries? These are the types of questions that Patty provides real and honest answers to that keep her fans begging for more. A lawyer by trade and currently a senior vice president of mergers and acquisitions lending for a major national bank, Patty is a perfect example of tough but fair and believes that success comes from information and empowerment. So, you know, your your bio is so impressive. I'd like to know why somebody with your background wanted to start a TikTok account. Well, you know, not everybody knows what my real background is, right? So everyone thinks, oh, you know what? She was born with a silver spoon in her mouth and it couldn't be further from the truth. I grew up in a very underserved area. You know, I was an immigrant. I moved here when I was seven years old. I didn't speak a word of English. So um, everything that I talk about is things that I struggled with, right? And things that I think that people need to know that their parents don't tell them, especially in underserved or immigrant families, because we just don't learn that stuff because we're just trying to make make it, right? We're just trying right. to keep our head above water. And for me, I, I was lucky enough to be able to, you know, go to law school and have a successful career. And I did a lot of work with big brothers and big sisters. And I was also a big sister in the program. And right before the pandemic hit, I was scheduled to speak at a few of their events. And when the pandemic hit, everything shut down. So I had all these great ideas in my head and I didn't have a platform. And at 2.30 in the morning, I woke up, I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to make videos. So that's really how it came about. And voila, you went viral. You found yourself as now, not only as an attorney and being in the financial world, but now world, but now you are a content creator. I know. Can you right? believe that? A and, TikTok content creator. Right. I think and I, 51. <laughs> right. Because at the time when you were creating that content, there were still not a lot of people over oh. the age of 45 on TikTok. No, I mean, not even close. I'm telling you, I, I started my TikTok channel when I was 48 and a half, really. Wow. And uh, yeah, and there weren't, there was nobody really like me. Everyone was just these young people dancing and, you know, doing crazy things. So um, yeah, it, it was, it was really interesting in the beginning. I love your story because you are, you know, people do view you as, oh, she has her act together mm -hmm. and they don't know the struggle of coming here. And, you know, I know the whole story, you know, your, your father didn't have a job. You didn't, like you said, you didn't speak the language. Right. So for everybody listening right now, or if you have a friend who is an immigrant and is, is struggling, like there is an opportunity for you. You just have to make it right. And that's a lot yeah. of what you talk about. You're, a no bullshit kind of girl. Sorry, I'm just yeah. straight out there like that. And you never play the victim. You don't believe in right. that. No, I I never play the victim. And I think one thing that I just it came about the other day was that I don't ever live in reality. 
uh, you know, when we were talking about me getting a show and I, you know, I, I posted on TikTok about being rejected over and yes. over again for TV shows. And it was a very vulnerable time for me. This was, you know, last week and I posted about it. And one of the reasons I post about it is so other people can learn from my experiences because I know there's so many other people out there suffering from the same thing, being rejected over and over again. Right. Um, but I think one of the most important things that we need to really think about when we come from an underserved background or when we're struggling is that you can't live in reality. Uh, people have told me, you know, Patty, you'll never get that show because, you know, you don't have the, the news credentials. Okay. Who are the, those? Who are those people? Yeah, I mean, believe me. Now. Yeah. Cause you don't have the news credentials. Right. But, you know, and I always say, I don't live in reality. If I lived in reality, I'd be working at the Walmart in Colorado Springs. So that never is something in my mind. I always think past reality. Reality has never stopped me. And all the jobs I've gotten, I've never, ever been qualified for, Jody. ever. That's so a, that's very yeah. interesting because you do talk about that on TikTok as, you know, the reality part, but it's like, go for the job that you think that you're right. qualified for, because more than likely every person who has a successful job mm -hmm. out there hasn't been qualified. And exactly. I know people who are going through that procedure right now, that process where they're like, I'm just going to apply for these jobs, even though I don't think I'm, I'm like, yes, that's what you should be doing. It's, it's, it's the smart thing to do, but I don't think a lot of people have the courage to do it. And that's why your account is so important for people to follow. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, you don't want to reject yourself. Let them reject you. Right. Our problem is we are rejecting ourselves by not even applying. And I, I think I, I've said this before in all my TikToks, uh, HP Hewlett Packard did a study because women were not applying for the higher level jobs and they couldn't figure out why. So they did the study and they figured out that in order for women to apply for a job, they felt like they had to meet 100% of the qualifications. If they didn't, they wouldn't apply. But the men, only 50%. So those were the people, 50% qualifications that were applying and getting the jobs that were probably not as qualified as the women that weren't applying. So apply for the damn job because half, more than half of it is just applying and acting as if. And I always look at those things as you have nothing to lose except yes. maybe your ego and just, you know what, girlfriends, put the ego aside, apply for the job. You never know what's going to happen because it's always those scary times that get us yes. to where we want to be. So I want to talk about you. You were on um, GMA3. You were on there this morning. This You've been on there three times, GMA3, and you were on there three times. Yep. So the first time was in September. And then let's talk we're going to talk about workplace decorum because that's what you really started your account on is workplace decorum, how, you know, ask, and we're going to go through a lot of those things. Sure. Can you touch on the story that's been making headlines like over the weekend yesterday, I was reading all about it. Sure. Yes. I've, I've been asked this question a lot. So uh, the story is about Amy Robach and TJ Holmes uh, they were the anchors and the, the hosts for JMA3, which I've been on three times. And truth be told, they were nothing but lovely, lovely people. They were professional. They made me feel great. 
Um, you know, I, I can't say anything about them personally. However, just in a bigger, bigger scheme of things, right? Just right. let's think big picture. Um, what's happening now, for those that don't know, they have been pulled off the air because of this workplace romance. And for those people who don't know, tell them what happened. Can you explain what happened? Just yes, yes, yes. So uh, Amy and TJ, they were they are both married, but they are separated from their significant others. Their divorce is not final. And what happened is that they started seeing one another and they started a romance. And it came out in the tabloids that they started a romance and it was a su surprise to their employer. And I think that's actually the biggest issue here. Right? Right. So they were on air for two days and then they they decided ABC decided to pull them indefinitely. Yeah, they were fired. So, not yet. Oh, OK. Just pull yeah. them from the show for yes. now. They're, they're pulled from the show for now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I think ABC is trying to figure out what they're going to do. do. Mm -hmm. However, the, the, the bigger issue is that you really should not shit where you eat. Absolutely. I've my, always dad always told, my dad always told yes, me that. It is not worth it. I don't care how in love you are. Things will go sour. Find somebody else to fall in love with. Now, Let's say that you just can't help it. You fell in love at work. Okay. Let's just say worst case scenario. The way to handle that is to go to your superiors and say, mm -hmm. listen, we have fallen in love. We want you guys to know mm -hmm. because we don't want there to be any surprises. How would you like to proceed going forward? Because what happened, what most people don't know is that before the story ran, Daily Mail contacted GMA. And Daily Mail asked GMA, hey, we're going to run this story. GMA went to TJ, I believe. And TJ said, no, there's no truth to the story. Uh -huh. Yes. So then T GMA came back to Daily Mail and said, there's no truth. And Daily Mail said, oh, yes, there is. Here are the pictures and decided to run it. That's the story that I hear. Again, I don't know that to be you know 100% fact, but that's from what I hear. So GMA was completely surprised and taken off guard and now now they're pulled off the air and i don't know if there's a way for them to come back which is very unfortunate because these two are legitimate journalists right. they have worked their butt off they've started from the bottom and they've worked their way to where they are now and now you know their careers are, are could be destroyed and this is something you talk about often is you know don't shit where you eat yes and it's just why why is that so, well, we see why it was so detrimental, but always go to the head of the company and let them know first. Yes, let them know first because, and here's why it's detrimental and here's why they don't like it. What if you break up? Do you right. know how weird it's going to be for you guys to be on TV, right? Right. While you've broken up. What if something bad happens? What if, you know, these things all affect the show. And at the end of the day, they have to protect the show and they have to and any organization has to protect the company. So that's why it's a horrible idea to begin with. Thanks for touching on that. because I, I was like so surprised. And I remember I wrote a note to myself that I needed to ask you about that because yeah. you were on the show. Um, a new thing that's happened in your life. And then I promise we are going to get into everything is that you have your own podcast now. Uh, yes. Fireside. It, 
Yes. Is it a yeah. podcast or? Uh, no, it's a show. It's a, it's a it, show. It's a okay. show. Yeah. It's, it's live and it's on Fireside and it, it's really great. Fireside approached my managers and said that they, they wanted to do eight episodes with me. So yeah, we tackle, you know, everything from never date a broke dude to having you on, which was great. How to live an authentic life. Uh, why prenups are necessary. The next couple of topics are going to be actually what we just talked about. Um, don't shit where you eat. Yep. And also how to get through the holidays, which is so hard for most people. So yeah, I'm really excited about the show. Well, congratulations. Thank so you. Everybody listening. We'll give you all the information before the end of the show. So Thank let's you. get right, let's get right into it. Okay. The first thing, and you just mentioned it, never date a broke dude. Mm-hmm. Okay. That seems so obvious, but so many women do it, myself included. I've done it. Me too. Okay. That's how you know. <laughs> so tell us why we shouldn't. I know why we shouldn't, but tell these women who are with a broke dude, why they shouldn't. Okay. Here's why you shouldn't. And I, I always preface, by say, preface it by saying, if you are a financially independent woman, if they're two broke people, then you're just two broke people, right? Right. But if you're a financially independent woman, The reason you never want to date a broke dude is because this is a path to heartbreak and this relationship will not last. And here is why. In the beginning, everything is great. You have your love goggles on. The sex is great. The chemistry is great. You couldn't care less about whether he pays for anything or not. You're like, you know what? I I got it. I got it. I got it. I have the money. I'll pay for that vacation. I'll pay for dinner. I'll pay for movies. You just sit there and look pretty. Right. Right. So that's really the way we are in the beginning. However, after a while, those love goggles fade. And what will happen is you will come home one day and you will see this is what happened to me. You will see your broke man on the couch eating Cheetos while you've been out there. Yeah. Watching TV. While you were just out there busting your ass and I'm walking in with like a handful of groceries. Right. And I'm seeing this guy just chilling, just eating Cheetos like, hey, babe. I'm like, oh, my God. And that becomes so unattractive and you will lose respect for this person. Now, you may try to say, hey, you know what? I think you should start contributing. But newsflash. That's not who this guy is, because if he were this person, he wouldn't let you pay for everything to begin with. This is a person that's perfectly happy sitting on his ass, having somebody else pay for him. So at that point, the relationship is going to fade. The attraction is going to fade and you will break up because you've lost respect for him. And the resentment builds incredibly. God, yes. So much resentment. Right. I used to look at him and I, I would just see like looking at him. Just, I wanted to throw up. I know. Just looking at this guy. Yeah. And this was somebody you adored. You know, this is somebody like, oh, I love him. This oh, is yeah. okay. It works. I could take care of him, all that stuff. So, okay, ladies, that is that is why you should not date a broke dude. Yeah. Um, when you hang around bums, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Yes. Yes. You know, my mother used to always say, you sleep with dogs, you get fleas. And it couldn't be further from, I mean, it just, the truth is just so amazing that she said that to me. And it's every person that you hang around is either going to add to you achieving your dreams or detract from you achieving, achieving your dreams. Okay. So if you're hanging around bums and losers all, all day that are not doing anything with their lives, that's who you will become. 
because the law that of is attraction, the law of attraction, that's your environment. That's what you see that becomes normal to you. Okay. Yes. However, if you act and are with successful people, that is what you're going to see. You're going to see them hustling. You're going to see them busting their ass. You're going to talk about investing. You're going to talk about saving money. You're going to talk about starting a business. So just from the mere fact of you're in that circle, you're going to become better. So yeah, whomever you hang out with, that is your future. It's it's like the level up song, you know, level up, level up. And, yeah. you know, when I used to play tennis and golf back in the day, I always wanted to play with better players because yes. I know that would improve my yes. game. So it's the same thing. If you've ever played yes. a sport or anything, yes. your coach or your friends who are playing that will always say, "Let it's time to level up and it's time to go play with people who are better. That is the only way you improve your game. Same thing. It's why you don't want to yes. hang around with bums because you will become a, a bum. They will pull you down. 100%. That's everybody who you're surrounding yourself yep. with. And and to your point, I'm just going to, my mother um, was, was a champion in ping pong in Iran and she, and she refused she refused to play with people that weren't as good because she would say they're going to ruin my game. Right. Wait, yep. do you play ping pong? I used to, not anymore. But yeah. That's a really hard game. <laughs> but people don't think, don't understand how much of a workout it is. Like you're sweating. After it's you're really hard. Pong. It's yeah, really hard. Really I'm, te- I'm, yeah. I'm terrible at it. Terrible. Yeah. One of the, one of the uh, posts that I really love, and I have, I have a lot of them written down over here. So I have my cheat sheet over here is you talk about, as I said, at the beginning of the show, not only financial things, but you talk about personal things as well. So uh, one of your posts was about divorce and that it's not the last resort. Right. right. Can you get into that, please? Sure. Sure. Yes. I mean, I've never been divorced, but I have been around people that have been divorced and, um, One of the problems is that women are taught that divorce is the last option, that we need to stick around in in this marriage until, you know, everything falls down around us. And then that's when we could think about getting a divorce. Right. Yeah. And that's just inculcated in our brains. Mm -hmm. So this guy can do anything or everything he wants. And we're just like, okay, well, divorce is no divorce is not the last option. We need to understand that there are red flags that show you that you need to get out of this marriage or relationship. So anytime someone is abusive mentally or physically, anytime someone's a manipulator, when they're dishonest, these are just a few red flags that we need to see very early on. And if you see that, even after you're married, you need to get out of this marriage immediately because this is really how women end up being dead in marriages because they think that that divorce is the last resort. So instead of thinking that, let, let's just cut it off in the beginning. I, that's that's a powerful statement. And I think, you know, from somebody who was divorced and had little kids, I kept thinking, okay, I'm going to wait until my daughter's 15. I'm going to wait until she's 18. Yes. Maybe I could wait until after her bat mitzvah. Wait, maybe I can wait. And yeah. here I am. I was started thinking about divorce at the age of 38, didn't end up really getting divorced until I was 42 because I was so scared. And that's why it was such a monumental change in my life because I said, okay, I'm taking 
drugs to chill me out. I'm taking Valium. I'm taking Zoloft just so I can deal with this man. And this isn't the woman I want to show my daughters that I am. And it took so much courage for me to divorce somebody who was in the, who was an attorney in the divorce world. Right. Right. You know, and he just, it was a very, 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 he was a forensic accountant. So I I mean, like I couldn't get anybody to help me with my case unless I hired somebody from Pennsylvania. So I had to weigh all those things out, um, but it was very scary. But I do agree with you. Notice the red flags, notice the dishonesty. It's not going to change. And as women, and I think you could agree with this, we think we could always change them, right, Patty? Oh, yes. We we think that we can change these people. And I'm here to tell you that you cannot change someone. They can change if they really want to change. But this change doesn't happen overnight. Mm -mm. This takes years and years and years of therapy, years of failing, years of, you know, just going through it in order for them to change. So don't think, oh, I'm going to stick it out with him and he's going to change because he said he's going to change. It never happens that way. You need to go on. You need to live your own life. If he changes, truly changes and then comes back, then that's different. And you could see that years later, but immediately, no. I agree with you. I agree with you. And you did um, a TikTok with Kevin from Shark Tank. I mean, you didn't do it with him. You yes, were, yes, the, yes, yes. What is it? Is like it, a duet? It, I still, yes. I, I, I need a tutorial from you. I still don't know how to do those <laughs> duet things where somebody's talking and you're agreeing with them or commenting yeah, on them. Yeah, that's duet. a duet. Yes, I haven't yeah. figured out how to do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I know it's not very hard, but anyway. Yep. Um, and he talks about never merging accounts, right? Yes. Yes. That in a marriage. Oh my gosh. That is a kiss of death. You never want to merge your accounts. Why? Because you want control over your own damn money. What is the point of making your own money if you can't control it? And the perfect example is Erica Jane, the real housewife. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she's married to, yeah, she's married to this billionaire and she was making so much money and she was just giving it to him. Right. Right. She goes, I would just give him the money. And, she, and at the end of the day, she's like, what? I didn't have access to the money because once once it went down, she didn't have access to it. Mm-hmm. Keep your own money. Keep it in an account that you only have control over. Nobody else. And that's it. You are setting yourself up for a lot of pain, a lot of disappointment and really danger if you are not financially independent, have your own money. Right. And if you want to start, you know, have a, a, an account that you have together, leave that in there for like the bills for the house. Yeah, or something you can like have that. a but joint that's account. not all no, your money right. where they have access. Yes. No, you have a joint account where you contribute for the household expenses. That's right. it. The rest Ladies. of the money, it's yours to do whatever you want with. Ladies, listen, because guess what? I did everything wrong. I did everything wrong. And so I so appreciate the advice that you're giving to women my age and younger. You know, obviously I've learned since, but hopefully um, (laughs) I have. But, you know, there's still a lot of women. Right, right. Exactly. (laughs) So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with a lot of other topics with Patty Asai, who is Duchess of Decorum on TikTok. Uh, Stay with us. We'll be right back in a few minutes. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, Following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I'm with Patty Asai, TikTok's Duchess of Decorum, who talks about decorum at work, earning money, saving money, business plans, respect. I mean, you name it, it's all about female empowerment, and I adore her. So welcome back to the show, Patty. Thank you. Um, We were talking about divorce. We were talking about money, accounts, and so on before the break. And one of the things that really goes to my heart, because I've dealt with it myself, not necessarily, yes, in the workplace and out of the workplace, but when a woman gets dismissed, how do you deal with that first in the workplace? Yes, you know, there's so many studies that show that women get dismissed in the workplace because men talk over them and raise their voice. So it intimidates women. So we're just we're just quiet. Right. And that for some reason, that seems to be acceptable in in the workplace. And the way that that I've always dealt with it is you have to call it out. 
And you have to call it out personally and professionally. So what I always do, I, I, I always say, excuse me, I was making a point. Please allow me to finish my statement before interrupting me. And you basically, that's it. Right. You say that and then they will be quiet because at that point you're putting them on notice that they cannot intimidate you by raising their voice, by talking over you, that you're not going to put up with it. It's great advice. Yeah. It's simple, right? It's, I think the simpler, the better because right. men, and I'm not generally speaking, but sure. overall men understand simple statements. I'm not saying they don't understand complex issues, Yes, but I know that in a prior relationship outside of the workplace, um, I had to literally put my hand in front of his face when he would be ready to dismiss me or say something disrespectful. And I said, stop. And of course he mimicked me, made fun of me and said, what's with the hand? I said, that's my way of setting up boundaries and letting you know that I have the floor right now. Don't dismiss me. Right. And that that really worked. I think they, you know, maybe they'll need to hear it once or twice because they sometimes if a man is too arrogant and mm-hmm. so arrogant, they will not listen to you the first time. Right. And I'm sure you've seen that happen. And I'm sure you've had awesome. it happen to you, right? Yeah. And yeah, often. At the beginning, did you crawl, kind of crawl into a ball and say, oh, 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 okay, and you quiet down like a little kitten, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, when I was younger, you don't have the same confidence. And that's why I always say you don't really come into your own until you're about your 40s, right? right, right and yes. um, when I was younger, I just didn't have the confidence. And and I would say something and someone would interrupt and I'd be like, you know what? They're, they're probably right. You know, they're, they're... and it didn't. It wasn't until I would say my probably my mid 30s when I made a comment that was dismissed. And later on, when we were with the client, um, the client actually said, you know, I I do want to work with you guys, but you didn't address X, Y and Z, which is what I said we should address in the meeting. And they completely like forgot about it. And they were like, no, that's stupid. We're not going to talk about that. So at that moment, everybody looked at me and at that moment, not only did they know that I know what I was talking about, but I was like, this will never happen again, that I know what I'm doing. My comments and my opinions have value and I'm not going to let anyone ever dismiss them again. So to a woman who's in her late 20s, early 30s, and she finds herself in that situation, her knees are shaking, her hands are shaking. She knows she's got to speak up. Any advice for her? Speak up. I knew no matter how scared you are. Thank you. For I don't care that. how much you're sweating. I don't care how hard your heart is pounding. It doesn't matter. You need to get out of your comfort zone and speak up. And here's why. Because it takes practice. It doesn't happen the first time. The first time I did it, I was scared to death. The second time I did it, I was scared to death. It didn't take until probably the 30th time I did it to where I started to feel a little bit more comfortable doing it, right? It's a muscle that you have to practice because we're not used, as women, we're not used to doing that. That's a very good point. Yeah. So speak up. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to feel good. But as you do it, it'll get easier. Practice makes almost perfect, but we're always evolving. Business plans. So let's just say there are a lot of young women out there right now that maybe started new um, companies during COVID. 
They didn't want to go back to the corporate world. Right. They're struggling. Yeah. What is what is the most important thing somebody needs to know about creating a business plan? Sure. So a business plan and needs to tell me who, what, where, why, and how. And all of those things have to equate how someone is going to get their money back when they invest in you or when they lend to you. Because in the beginning, you're going to need money. That's really the problem, right, of starting a business. You don't have the money. So you got to get people to buy into giving you money, whether it's the bank or whether it's investors, right? So here is my suggestion. Unless you have an MBA, Mm -hmm. you will not be able to put together a business plan like it really needs to be put together. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know really how to put together a business plan the way it should be put together. And I see one every single day, right? I'm in finance, right? right? So there are certain things that you, first, you have to know what you're good at and what you're not. I think that's the first key into any business that you do. Know what you're good at and know what you're not. And most people are not good at business plans. So what you need to do is you need to hire a freelancer. And I said, you know, I love Fiverr business. You go and you hire a freelancer. It you know costs you five hundred to a thousand dollars, but the business plan that you get is so good, looks so legit that anyone that looks at it is going to be like, "Oh my god, this person knows what they're doing," you know. So, and you probably know what you're doing, but you just don't know how to express it in a business plan. Right, something to present. So that's right. that's exactly. very very important. I've yes. I've used Fiverr also. Yeah, um, I and they are. It's it's really really good. Yeah. How do you find, and this is what I, what I was saying at the beginning of the show, that you talk about personal things, but you also talk about financial things and decorum. How do you, one of the things that you talked about is how to find real love. Now, you're not a relationship expert. Right. So I'm going to just ask you, why did you bring up this topic on your on your TikTok? Because I think people misunderstand love for lust. Ah, because I yes. have done, I have done that. Yes. So at the Buddhists say this, this isn't my saying that when you meet someone and your palms get sweaty and your heart starts racing, that is not the right person for you. When you meet someone and they make you feel at peace and they make you feel calm, that is the right person for you. And, you know, of course the attraction has to be there, right? But I think we just mistake lust for love and we just jump into these relationships headfirst, get married, whatever, so fast, so quickly. And we, we really don't know this person. It takes about a year and a half for all the skeletons to really come out of the closet, you know, and you can't be looking at the way someone is in, in three months that you've known them. You have to know the extent of their lives. It's you know, I was watching some show when my daughters were visiting during Thanksgiving and we're watching some corny Hallmark shows and it was all <laughs> about, uh, so do I. And uh, there was one where they said, oh, if your palms get clammy, that's the man for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. that's a person you want to have a lot of sex with. Yes. But that's yes. not the person who is your partner, your life partner. Right. Exactly. And that's what I think so many women and men need to understand because you do speak primarily for the woman to empower her. But, you know, I'm sure there are lots of men or women who are saying, hey, babe, 
look at this. Like this right. is what I'm talking about. And I think right. that's what's so important. Tis the season. You're giving a lot of holiday tips mm-hmm. about tipping. So I love that. I commented to you yeah. on, on your account. What is the protocol for holiday tipping? Okay. So the protocol is that you are supposed to tip anyone that you do business with on a regular basis throughout the year. So your babysitter, your dog sitter, your hairdresser, and even people that you don't do business with, but who provide a service to you, like your mail person, for example, or the sanitation people. And the rule is that if you pay them directly, like, you know, your, your housekeeper, for example, you should give them one to two times what the service fee is for a regular service, right? Um, if you don't pay them directly, like the mail person, the sanitation person, give them between $25 to $75. And you can give them a gift card, but I always suggest cash. Everybody loves cash. Everybody, Everybody. loves cash, especially yeah. during the holiday season. Exactly. Everybody it's wants not cash. Just give them cash. Let them do whatever they want with it. I've never had anybody say, no, 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 I'd rather have a gift card. <laughs> Can I have a can I give can I have a gift card to TJ Maxx, please? <laughs> so I hope everybody understood that. So you give them one or two times. So if you're paying your housekeeper two hundred dollars a week, yeah, or about for her Christmas gift, his Christmas gift, their Christmas right. gift, you give them bucks. and you give them two hundred dollars, two to right. four hundred, two to four hundred dollars. Yes, right. So that's a great rule of thumb. And yeah. then you you went on to talk about buying gifts and there this I see this with so many people that they don't have a budget for Christmas gifts for holiday gifts they go hog wild and they spend the entire year with that maxed out credit card and and it's I don't know if it's an ego thing if they feel bad I don't know what it was I was recently talking to somebody who's like hey listen you know I hope we don't have the whole family over here because I don't have the money to buy everybody gifts this year. Right. right. So what do you suggest I, I, to people who are trying to figure out how much to spend? Yes. So the rule is that you are not to spend more than 1% of what you make annually on holiday presents. So if you make $100,000 a year, you don't spend more than $1,000, period. And under no circumstances do you go into debt buying oh. gifts, period. Because gifts are optional. They are not mandatory. Okay, so get this thing out of your head that you have to give everyone a Christmas gift. Now, if you have a little bit of money, what you could do is, I always say, make some baked goods. So if you go to the dollar store, you can get some craft stuff, a little basket. I I actually did the math. It comes out to about $5, a a little basket of cookies or brownies Mm -hmm. or something like that. Okay. And that's always great. People love sweets during the holidays. It's great. If you can't afford to do that, that is perfectly okay. There's no shame in your game. What you say is you put your friends and family on notice that this year you are budget conscious and buying gifts is not going to fit within your budget. However, you would love to spend some time together and bring in the holidays together and just enjoy them. That's a better gift than anything else you give them monetarily. And I think people feel uncomfortable saying that, Patty. Yeah, they I know. Don't, they, they, and again, we're going back to having that courage, like not being dismissed right. in a boardroom. It's that muscle you have to start exercising to stand yeah. up for your in your for yourself, stand in your power, yes. and and speak the truth. And yes, at the can. end, everybody they should understand if they don't understand that those aren't your people. 
All right. Absolutely. I mean, you are willing to go into debt to make yourself and your life uncomfortable because you don't want to, you know, hurt somebody else because you're not buying them a holiday gift. I mean, just think through that a little bit. That's just ridiculous. If someone loves you, they would not want you to go into debt. They would be like, oh, you know what? No problem. I understand. They would cheer you on for wanting to be financially responsible and say, yes, you know, let's spend some time together and we're cool. So it all comes down to fiscal responsibility. And I mentioned this in your intro. I don't know if the words were exactly fiscal responsibility, but it was. No, it is. And um, it's not taught in school. No. So where can somebody who hasn't brought been brought up understanding fiscal responsibility doesn't have you talk about how to manage money and how to save money so can you can you share your wisdom on how to save how to budget yourself sure so that this is this is the way that you save your money and this is how you budget first you need to really have and stick to a budget So go online, get a budgeting tool. Most of them are free. Some of them you have to pay for a little bit, but that's okay. And plan your budget for the rest of the year and you stick to it. But general rule is you need four accounts. And I've always said this, this is the best way for you to be financially responsible. One is an account for your needs. That is for your car payment, your rent, your mortgage, all your bills, all of that. And 50% of what you make should go into that account. Your next account is for your play money, for your wants. No more than 30% of what you make should go into that account, 30% maximum, okay? Your next account is a savings account for your emergency fund. 10% goes into the emergency fund. And then you have a savings account. 10% goes into the savings account. When you have between three to six months worth of living expenses in your emergency fund, then you put that 10% into your savings account. And here's the key. You have your employer automatically put that percentage of your paycheck into those accounts so you don't see it. So you don't have to do it manually. And for your savings accounts, you do not have debit cards for that. Because if you have debit cards, you may again be tempted to spend it. That is money that should sit there and you do nothing else with that money and that's like in case money stuff. That's what I call it. So when I, as I'm listening to you, it's taking me back to how I would talk to my clients about the food. So it's right. what percentage of protein, how much right. protein you need, what what you shouldn't be eating, this percentage, that percentage. So if you want to have a fit and strong and firm body, these are the things that you do. Yeah. And guess what? The the, the common denominator to what I talk about in fitness, what you're talking about financially is discipline and consistency, right? Absolutely. Yes. Discipline and consistency. Absolutely. Yes. And if somebody doesn't have the discipline, so they would come to me as a trainer, who can they seek? Is there a place? Is there a, a website where you would suggest people can go to be held accountable if they have a hard time having that discipline for themselves? Uh, yes, there are. I mean, I don't know about the exact websites, but there are uh, there are financial planners that will do it for you pro bono. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So g- go online and see and look for pro bono financial planners, and then they can tell you exactly what to do. But at the end of the day, Jody, just just like you know, right? It's at the, it's you that has to do it, right? Someone someone can tell you how to do it, can show you the path, can show you everything. But if you don't do it at the end of the day, there's nothing anyone else you. can do that can help you. Yeah, it's on you. Is it still the right time to ask for a raise? I know you talked about that back in the fall, I think. Yes. It's always the right time to ask for a raise if you believe that you have contributed to the organization and you deserve it. Okay. So a lot of people go into their boss's office and say, I want to raise. Well, why do you want to raise? Well, because Jody makes more money than me. That is a horrible reason to ask for a raise, okay? No one's going to give you a raise based on that. What you have to do is you have to go in with a list of accomplishments that you've had over the past year. And if you can quantify them, great, quantify them. So for example, you can say the projects that I've worked on have increased the profitability of the company by 10% or X amount of dollars. Be prepared. Mm -hmm. Be prepared and do research. So go online, go to glassdoor.com, go to salary.com. There you'll see the salary range for someone with your level of experience in your marketplace for your job. And then you'll see where your salary falls into. So for example, if your salary is in the 50th percentile and you're an above average employee based on your accomplishments, you have a leg to stand on. So you go in and you say, based on, you know, based on my accomplishments, my my work ethic and everything I brought to the company, my salary currently is at the 50th percentile, but I'm an above average employee. So I'd like to be at the 75th percentile, which is X, and you have the data to back it up. Have you ever asked for a raise? Oh my God, yes, <laughs> all the time. Me too. I remember when I was in corporate America, I was a buyer and it was so scary. You know, I'm in my yeah. mid to late 20s and... And that's exactly what I did was I came there prepared. Right. Didn't compare myself to anybody else because that's not part of the story. Right. You have to have the data to back up why you deserve that raise. And I think most employers will respect and listen mm-hmm. to that if you have the data to back up right. what you're doing. And of course, if they're employing you, they should know that you are an above average employee or whatever right. it is, or you need right. a reality check. And they're like, right. you suck. Right. Like, no way, get <laughs> yeah. out of here. I was about to fire you. So you can right. be like living not right. in reality. Yeah. Um, amongst the other things that you share on TikTok, that you get very real about yourself. One of the things that you shared at the beginning of the show was, you know, constantly pushing yourself and trying new things and feeling discouraged. And you were really upset. I I reached out to you and I was like, yeah. what's going on? Are you okay? I'm worried about you, my friend. And that was very sweet. Thank you. Well, I love you. And I didn't like to see you that upset. And I know you've shared some other things that have upset you, but you were really just upset. And I, I'm. what is the reaction from, from your community are they very empathetic and do they do they love that you can be so real with them? Because I think in this world right now where everybody's maybe trying to be something they're not and you're being so fearlessly authentic, how yeah. how was their reaction to that? Actually, it was beautiful. And mm-hmm. one thing that I've always made sure to do is I don't do TikTok videos for reactions. I do them because I feel like it would provide value to someone. 
Okay. So I don't do it for reactions, but the reactions that I got 99.9% of them were just so amazing. You could do this. We believe in you. You're great. We pray for you. It was just beautiful. Just reading, reading the comments made me feel so good. And it's amazing how, you know, when people just support you, uh, sometimes you need that. And I am like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of person. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And we all need encouragement sometimes. And that encouragement really, really helped me. And it was just beautiful. I, the reason that it caught me so off guard is because of the reason you exactly said you do not do things for a reaction, right? You post things that are of value. So right. when I saw you being yeah. like that, that's why. So I am, I, I was sure that they embraced you and was giving you all the uplifting words and love that you needed because you've yeah. given so much to them. And so thank you for sharing your true feelings and for sharing your skincare, the, the things that you do to make yourself feel beautiful and right. look beautiful. The microblading. Yes, and the microblading <laughs> and being so honest about those things because yeah. women need to hear that you are a real person, that you're just not this robot who is just, and you don't come off that way anyway, but a lot of right. women and men might regard you that way. Well, she's just got her shit together. No, like this right. is what I do. I don't have eyebrows. You know, yeah. <laughs> this is what I do. I have to take care of my skin. This is how yes. old I am. And this is what yes. I have to do. Yes. So with that said, I have the very last question for you. And I can't believe it's been, we have one I minute know, left. I, I know. Like, really? So what does it mean for you, Patty, to be a fearlessly authentic woman? To look fear right in the face and tell it you hit like a bitch. <laughs> That's what it is. I That's like that. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, it's, it's a fear that, that will kill you and will prevent you from being authentic. And as long as you're authentic, I'm telling you, you are on the right path. It's probably one of the hardest things you will ever do in your life yes. because fear will creep in. But as long Always. as you stay on the authentic path, you will get to where you need to be. Yeah. So don't have a love affair at work. And if you are, tell your no. boss. Um, <laughs> exactly. Tell us how we can reach you, Fireside Everything. Yes. Yeah, so on Fireside Chats, my um, my show is, call, is called Turn the Corner with Patty Asai. That's actually going to be changed to the definitive truth of Patty Asai. Okay. Or you can uh, find me on Instagram and on TikTok and on Twitter at Duchess of Decorum. Wonderful. Patty, thank you so, so much. We got to wrap it up. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And until next week, go live your most fearlessly authentic life. Thank you so much for listening today. And Patty, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. It was amazing. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.